Suns fans haven't had to face down back-to-back -back losses in basically two months. But that is exactly what we are looking at now. Home loss to the Memphis Grizzlies, 114-113 at the buzzer. We'll break all of it down. Booker's big night. Kevin Young coaching the team. What it all means coming up on Locked on Suns. Network, your team every day. We are back. This is Locked On Phoenix Suns. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and I'm your host, Brendan Clean, credentialed media member covering the Suns for Suns.com and the NBA for Dime Magazine. Thanks for making Locked On Suns your first listen every single day. The best way to support the show is to do exactly what you are already doing. So congratulations and thank you. That is to watch. That is to listen. And if you are doing one of those things that you have not already done, the third thing, which is subscribe, then that is, of course, the next best option. Hit that subscribe button on whatever podcast platform or on YouTube that you may have found us on and keep along with this ride each and every single weekday morning. You can also follow along on Twitter at LockedOnPHXSuns or at BrendanClean14. That's me, of course. And we have a lot to get to today, so I will not go on any longer because this game was exciting. This game was the second in a row here at Footprint Center that felt like a playoff game. And uh, that's exactly where I want to go first. This game proved again that teams are going to get up for the Suns, that the Suns are going to get the best out of opposing teams. And Memphis Look to be a pretty reasonable foe here for the Suns. So I want to dig into all of that. This episode, guys, is brought to you by Truebill, the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions that you don't want and need. And they can even negotiate better deals on the ones you want to keep. So the Grizzlies come in mostly unaffected by COVID protocols so far. Um, the really only notable one that I think would have really made an impact on this game was Dylan Brooks. They also are without uh, DeAnthony Melton. So maybe they're two top options guarding Devin Booker. So that's, of course, important, especially when you consider that Booker had 30 points. But for the most part, compared to a lot of other teams, the Grizzlies had a lot of their guys healthy. And then on the Sun side, we learned just before tip-off, that DeAndre Ayton will, would, would not be playing, and he joined Jay Crowder in the protocol. We also learned, though, that Alfred Payton, who was thought to be headed there, actually cleared. It seems that he must have had an inconclusive test, which tends to put players into the protocol and then likely took another test pregame that allowed him to go out there. Kevin Young was the interim acting head coach for the Suns while Monty Williams was also in the protocol. So that set the stage for a battle. But what we got was a very, again, a great game, another great game between the Suns and their opponents here in Phoenix, but also the Grizzlies playing up to the task. And right away, it was obvious that the mismatch that the, that was going to be a real difference maker was at the center spot because Steven Adams um, is just huge and a difference maker, especially on the offensive glass. 
and JaVale McGee is somebody who you can only handle, who can only handle a handful of minutes between his asthma and his energy level, and then of course his fouling, and that proved to be a problem right away. So that center spot was an ongoing problem all night for the Suns. Jalen Smith got in there because of Aiton's absence, and obviously Kaminsky continues to be out, so, so Smith was really the backup center. He also struggled, understandably, against Adams, who has a couple inches and, and about 50 pounds on him, if not more, it feels like. So that was what set the tempo, but then you also had a huge game from Desmond Bain, who the Suns, I wouldn't even say was a huge problem. Like maybe maybe he, he misses a few more shots. Maybe he's at 28 points or 27 points or 26 points if you guard him a little bit better. But I didn't feel like it was just the Suns breaking down. I thought he was the byproduct of the Grizzlies offense overall. He was getting a lot of catch and shoot threes that he was making. He was making a lot of threes in transition, um, getting to the basket on fast break opportunities. So Half of his made shots were threes. A lot of them were because of offense coming elsewhere. Like, I don't know if I really give them a hard time on that one. And then to close the game, really from the second quarter on, John Morant was unreal. And that is what ended up being the difference. Five seconds left in this game. The Suns somehow frantically get back into this game. They get to the... John Morant, I think, actually missed a free throw that allowed them to tie or uh, to get within um, two points on a Cam Johnson three. Then with those five seconds left, Booker gets free at the top of the key for three of his own, courtesy of a really great play by Kevin Young. He makes it, but you can you could see him in real time hesitating on that shot because Kyle Anderson is trailing him so far and you can see Booker realizing like this was supposed to develop a little bit more slowly. There was even, I think, a potential that that was just going to turn into an ISO. I don't think it was necessarily called where Booker would shoot the three. So he hesitates for a split second, but he makes the shot anyway, putting the Suns up one and there's only uh, five seconds left after that is what I meant to say. And so then John Morant gets the ball. The Suns botched the inbound defense just enough, not terribly, but Moran is able to get the ball. He's able to go left like he loves to do, and he hangs in midair despite good help defense by Booker and makes an off-the-glass layup to take the lead on their own. Half a second left. The Suns don't really have much to do there. That's such a narrow amount of time, and, and Bridges does get a shot up, but it's not anywhere close, and the Grizzlies win the game, so... A couple of things that I feel like you would say we learned again, one being the Suns are going to get opponent's best game. I mean, that has proven itself over and over. The Warriors, obviously, but even lesser teams like the Thunder or Portland, who are, you know, below 500 squads, and they come here and it feels like the Suns are playing a playoff team. And obviously, better energy and better execution from the Suns, and maybe those games don't end up being close. The Suns also won both of those games. So they're up for it, but it it's a pain, and this game was an example of it. And then the other one is maybe fairly simple, but I actually think is important to just state it because from the minute he joined the NBA, John Morant has had the ability, it hasn't always happened, but he has had the ability with his skill set to torch the Suns. And he did it again tonight, 
And they just don't have a good answer for him because Chris Paul is not, you know, athletically where he needs to be to be able to guard Jaw. Mikhail is not really the, it's not the type of matchup you really like for him. And so the quickness, the burst, and the passing ability, not to mention the three-point game when it when it's there, when it's clicking for Ja, it's just too much. It's too much for the Suns to be able to handle. And so all of that said, the Grizzlies are going to be a pretty difficult matchup for the Suns. And right now it would shape up where they would be a pretty possible a pretty high possibility that the Suns would play them in the second round. Right now, I believe the Suns are in the two seed and the Grizzlies are in the four seed. But things are very fluid, obviously, and uh, it's it's far from decided. And so you could easily imagine a 2-3 series, maybe even a 1-4 series, where the Suns are playing the Grizzlies. And this, this game, but also many over the years, have proven out that this is a tough matchup. Not just because of Ja, but you also have the Steven Adams factor and the way that the Jazz or the Grizzlies can space you out and all of this. So... Um, that's going to be tough no matter what round it comes or whatever. Um, the Suns, I guess, should just pray that everything stays the same and not to say the Jazz would be more desirable by any means, but um, I actually do think Memphis is, is pretty tough in its own right. So um, that this game was just, again, a reminder of that. Want to get into more of the positives, 30 points for Devin Booker, and then also want to talk about what we saw out of Kevin Young and, and some of the way that the Suns are going to handle this COVID situation. So we'll get into all of that in a second. First, so a quick word from Truebill. Another word from Truebill, that is, because business, greedy businesses, love to scam you by pocketing your money and not reminding you when you sign up for something. That sounds pretty obvious. If they get you, if they hook you, they're not going to tell you they hooked you. They're going to take the money month by month by month. And all of a sudden it's piling up and it's not one business, it's four or five and you're screwed. You're just frankly screwed because you can't keep up with all of it and costs a lot of money. So Truebill simplifies that entire process. Really, they do it for you. The new app that helps you identify and stop paying for those subscriptions that you don't need, want, or even just forgot about. Truebill makes it incredibly simple. All you have to do is link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in just one tap. Your Truebill concierge is also there when you need it to cancel the unwanted subscriptions so you don't even have to touch it. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. We all know how this works. I had it myself with a gym membership during the pandemic. That one was a pain. You had to call a million places. It's a nightmare. You don't like it. No one does. Go right now. Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Devin Booker, second time in three games that he scored 30 points. He was, again, efficient from the field. Only took him 20 shots to do it. He got to the line nine times. Really, really great game from him. Again, likely Large part of that coming because Brooks and Melton were both out for the Grizzlies. So that's plan A and plan B guarding Booker for Memphis. And uh, he took advantage of it. So get into him in just a second. Thank you guys for making Locked On Suns your first listen. I wanted to drop that again. Don't think that I don't appreciate each and every one of you who uh, get to enjoy these Devin Booker performances right along with me. And then come right here after the fact to celebrate it and, uh, and reminisce on what we just saw. So... Again, a vintage Booker 
what we thought was going to be a game winner. He had this same thing happen to him against the Kings, if you remember, all the way back in the first week of the season. That was actually the last time the Suns lost back-to-back games. And Harrison Barnes was the guy who, who killed the Suns' hopes that night. Tonight, it was John Morant. But Booker overall was was fantastic. He overcame a poor shooting start. I want to say he must have made, whew, like... 60-70% of his shots in the second half because he was far below 50% early on in this game. He was able to get into rhythm, uh, getting to the free throw line, and again, that game winner. Like, this is... He's great. I mean, he's he's just playing at such a high level right now, and when you don't have somebody to get him off of his spots and you know, out of rhythm and uncomfortable, then he, this is what he's going to do. He's going to do it every single night and he's on his way to an all-star game. He he's, we've, we've talked about all the special things about his season. I mean, he's, he's make taking and making threes again in a way that he hadn't done in a few years. He is still making the twos at a high level, um, able to handle the ball and balance that out with Chris Paul in such a great way. And so while I was saying, you know, the, the Grizzlies are going to Every opponent is going to give it their all when they come into Phoenix and, and even when they host these Suns because they're a benchmark team now. That's what happens when you go to the finals. I think on the other hand, you also have to obviously give a tip of the hat to the Suns because while that may be true of other teams, a lot of other teams don't have Devin Booker. So they can come in and, and play to their best all they want, but most nights Booker's going to be the best player on the floor and this is what happens. You can be without DeAndre Ayton. You can be getting gashed inside. The Grizzlies had 62, 62 points in the paint. They out-rebounded the Suns 50-35. to 35, And yet, the Suns were right in this game because of Booker and his consistent scoring throughout the night. And then some clutch shooting and scoring from other guys, Cam Johnson and Cam Payne, most notably. Um, and you're still going to be in the game. And so... Huge, obviously, kudos to Booker in this one and uh, just just missed another game-winning shot. The other quick positive that I wanted to shout out here is Jalen Smith, who, again, was really the backup center, ended up getting more minutes than, J- than JaVale McGee because of McGee's foul trouble and everything else. The, the Grizzlies actually went small for long stretches also, and... Adams finished with 31 minutes. It felt like there were spots where it could have been more, especially with how well he was playing. I get not extending him, especially when you have the lead. The the Grizzlies were up double digits a lot in this one. But Smith got to play center without having to play against Adams quite a bit. Uh, But even when he was out there, I would say even when Adams was his matchup, he played with energy. He, It's really hard for me to say that he was... A big issue tonight, honestly. I mean, to to measure him against the standard of Adams when, honestly, Smith physically still is more of a four than a five, and he was pressed into action in a pretty bad spot. Like, you would never expect or want Smith to play 29 minutes in a game where Jaron Jackson and Steven Adams are the opposing bigs, but it happened, and so for me to blame him for not being able to necessarily stop those guys or do more to limit them with what they wanted to do, it's just, it doesn't seem fair, it doesn't seem like honest, it seems just beside the point. And so what the scale that I think you have to measure him on is, was he actively hurting the team? Was he 
doing positive things and did he at least fill the role that he needed to fill? And I think the the answers to all those things are yes. I mean, he made shots, he played with energy, he hit the glass, he got to the free throw line and I don't feel like he was killing them when he was out there. So I think all things considered, he continues to be better than the expectations are, which maybe that doesn't maybe that doesn't buy him much because the expectations are so low, but for a guy who's basically been banished out of the rotation unless COVID or injuries mean that he's pressed into action, every time he's out there, I find myself thinking like, he's not so bad that he should never be able to be on the court when the team is healthy. Like, you know, spot minutes here and there. I don't think it's crazy. And when the alternative is like Alfred Payton or Ish Wainwright and these guys who are fringe players in their own right, I don't think Smith is like this, you know, third class player on this team by any means and I think every time he's out there he at least plays with energy plays hard and and executes the bare minimum so uh, maybe that's that's faint praise but it is accurate I think and you know he'll get to play more which brings us to how this team is going to adjust what can we expect I would say unfortunately more COVID is probably the first thing to expect but also you know, they are going to have to look at other players and, and we'll see where that takes them. We'll get into all of that. First, though, Bet Online has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through bowl season and the pro football playoffs. Bet Online is your number one spot through all of it thick and thin, cancellations and not cancellations, um, Crazy parlays that are only possible because of COVID absences. All of it. Bet online your number one spot. So head to their website again. That's betonline.ag or their mobile app. Make an account today. And when you do, use the promo code locked on. When you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus, that's promo code locked on. When you make your first deposit to get a 50% welcome bonus straight to your account. From basketball and football to the NHL. UFC and even your favorite Vegas casino games don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available throughout 2021 and beyond over at Bet Online. Bet Online remains the fastest and easiest way to make a bet, so don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers. Bet Online, where the game starts. Closing out the show here, introducing a new uh, recap segment that won't last very long, but it is worth uh, looking at here, which is. Inside the mind of Kevin Young. So I wanted to just, you know, look at this because not only is he, you know, fairly high ranking person and mind on this Suns coaching staff. He is the associate head coach. He is, for all intents and purposes, the lead assistant here. He has um, been around Monty for three seasons. This is his third season dating back to Philadelphia and then last season and now this season as a pretty prominent connective tissue for Monty's coaching staff. So that's obviously important, but also this guy is going to be replacing Monty for the foreseeable future. The NBA changed their protocol today where players and coaches and staff can can leave quarantine after six days if they're no longer displaying symptoms of COVID, even if they have not necessarily tested positive. This is them amending their protocols just like the NFL did to allow guys who have been vaccinated or boosted or both to... Um, to just return and not have to just sit idly while they don't have any symptoms. And so Monty could be back, you know, by next week or it could be longer. And Kevin Young will be the guy leading them in the meantime. And I think 
you know, the players play. <laughs> Luke Walton proved this better than anybody going into that Golden State situation and helping that streak continue um, four, five years ago now. But if you have great players, it's going to be competitive every night. What we did see from Kevin Young that is tangible is the rotation. And I think that's probably on the negative side for him in, in his debut was, you know, switching guys in and out really quickly. He gave McGee two rests in the first quarter. And then there was one moment, I think it was either at the beginning of the second quarter. I think that's when it was um, maybe the fourth quarter where Landry Shamit stayed in at the quarter break, but then left the lineup immediately, like the first stoppage, like 20, 30 seconds in, and, and then Shamit's going to the bench, and obviously JaVale had the foul trouble, which didn't help, but um, some strange stuff there that I think COVID is the primary culprit for, but also I'm sure there's just some some first game jitters a little bit of getting in and, oh wow, I'm, I'm doing the rotation now, you know what I mean? So um, that was probably the negative, really the only main negative we saw, but uh, Cam Johnson post game was uh, had high praise for the way that Young was able to adjust defensively in terms of finding ways to try to make John Morant uncomfortable in particular. Um, you know, noticing when they could play small and keeping Jalen Smith on the floor when Adams wasn't out there. Some of these things that were tangible. And then lastly, I think the obvious one is that. That, that play that that he drew up late in the game, that baseline out-of-bounds or sideline out-of-bounds play that got Booker open at the top of the key, pretty simple. I don't think there was anything too crazy about it, but having Booker come off of a screen and having the screen not always need to be set by a big man, but in this case, it was another wing player and there's some you know misdirection there. And then the same thing with the last play. He gave himself multiple options where... You had, and that's the that's the half a second left play is what I'm talking about. He gave himself multiple options there where you had Booker and Cam Johnson sort of running at one another and Cam sort of setting a screen for Booker. And then you had Bridges coming off his own uh, movement along the baseline, which is where he got the ball. And Got it, you know, I, I think he probably felt a little bit rushed there and the shot didn't end up really having much of a shot when it got near the basket, it didn't ever look like it was going to go in, but it was a clean release. You know, he had space, Bridges did, and you had Booker at the top again. So, you know, the the moments when a coach really has to do something, I think Kevin Young was you know, pretty good. I mean, he did the stuff at a high level that, that does make a difference on the coaching side and the rotation and everything else, like, didn't end up making too big of a deal in the game and, and he'll have a chance to fix that. So that is inside the mind of Kevin Young. I just wanted to close out there. We can also definitely expect more replacement players. We have not yet heard who the Suns are going to sign to replace DeAndre Ayton. <clears throat> they did sign Emmanuel Terry to replace Jay Crowder in the lineup. They did not end up having to sign anybody to replace Alfred Payton because again, he was cleared and obviously played in this game. So, uh, Terry didn't play. He was actually a son previously, which is kind of funny in Igor Kokoshkov's season here. I would not blame anybody who intentionally blocked that out, but he did actually play here once on a 10-day contract. So he is back. They will sign somebody to replace Aiton. And I mean, unfortunately, guys, like I'm sure you know it. I'm not breaking news here. This is not going to be the last of it that we hear 
on the Suns. I mean, it's not really happening anywhere else in the NBA that just one or two players in a rotation test positive. It's hitting teams everywhere when it hits them. And so we've already seen head coach and two players. I would not be surprised if multiple more players do end up here before it's all said and done. The saving grace, though, I mean... Look, the Suns held out long enough where the now now the protocol is different. So you don't have to worry about having your whole team out for a week and a half plus. Now you can clear it in less than a week. And there still remains the option that they had already put into place, where if you test positive if you test negative two times in the course of 24 hours, then you can you can leave anyway. You can leave the the protocol anyway regardless of how long it's been. So that is good. People can start to come back sooner for the Suns than they were with other teams. As long as they can cobble together eight or nine guys and have, you know, their main infrastructure in place, they're going to be competitive because the system and the coaching and everything else and the culture is is able to win games against bad teams, starting with Oklahoma City on Wednesday. Of course, you know, I will be there for you guys after that game. We'll also have uh, a good show tomorrow. I will probably do a mailbag. It's been a little bit. Want to hear your guys' thoughts. So I'll be back on the Suns subreddit. I'll be back on Twitter at LockedOnPHXSuns getting your guys' questions about everything and uh, checking in again because it's been a little bit. So hope you'll join me then. Until then, guys, enjoy your Tuesday. Enjoy the return to work if that includes you. Um, I am back myself tomorrow, so it will be uh, a little bit rough that first day. So uh, hopefully... This pod will will help you get through it, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.